everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Empowered Podcast. I'm your host, Lewis Piel. And just before I get started, I just really wanted to express my deepest gratitude for everyone that's just been liking, subscribing, sharing the podcast, um, providing, you know, giving me some positive feedback about, you know, what we're talking about and the fact that it's helping a lot of you listeners out there. Really, really appreciate it. Um, When I get those messages, it just makes all the effort of going through and and putting this podcast together uh, worthwhile. So um, really, really appreciate it. And I know for a fact that the guests that are coming on hearing that um, would really, really appreciate it as well. My guests today are two amazing women who courageously share their story, their life experiences, and some of the lessons that they've learned along the way. Uh, We speak in detail about a lot of key topics, including the importance of self-worth, all the way through to the relationship between the masculine and feminine energies. And, and there's a lot of topics that I know that a lot of listeners will, will relate to. So um, I really enjoyed the conversation and I know you will too. And uh, yeah, without further ado, please welcome my guests, Estelle Zivanovich and Summer Logan Rawiri. Welcome to the podcast, you beautiful queens. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. Thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. I know it's not an easy thing. It's very uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, as we say, lean into discomfort and beautiful things can can yeah, can yeah be manifested or can come from that. So um, thank you very much. Definitely exciting. Nervous. Yeah. Nervous, but thank you for having us on. No worries. No. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, yeah, before we get started, I guess, um, do you guys want to introduce yourself? Um, yeah, who are you? What do you do? And what are you passionate about? Sure. So I am Estelle. I am a single mummy to a beautiful six-year-old. Um, I am a learning designer in terms of my job and my business and my passion is called She I Am, which is about holistic health for women. It encompasses mind, body and soul. And yeah. Beautiful. My name is Summer. I am also a single mom to two beautifully energetic boys. I um, started a business called Mother of Sons and my passion is crystals. That's helped me massively on my own uh, spiritual healing journey. Uh, So I wanted to incorporate that as well as meditation and breath work, um, predominantly for children, but it's for all walks of life really. So yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, and something we touched on before, yeah, before I hit record is um, just the relationship that you two have. Uh, I approached Estelle to come onto the podcast first, mm. and then instantly, I don't know what it was, but I just said, like, I've got to have someone on here too. <laughs> We're definitely a package deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, our relationship of meeting is actually really funny. So, up until summer, um, I've never had a friendship like hers. I've never met another woman that I've connected with like her. Um, Sisterhood or a connection with a woman looked very different for me because I used to lead a lot with my masculine energy. So the women that I used to attract used to look very, the relationship just looked different. Um, But we met in the most funniest of ways. Can we tell the story? Yeah, why not? Enlighten us, enlighten us. It was maybe about, what, a year and a half ago, maybe? Yeah, probably coming up to two years yeah. almost. So maybe about two years ago, we used to do um, network marketing for a health company. And we went to this conference that was in Melbourne. And because we were at this health conference, I was um, unfortunately have a very bad habit of 
smoking <laughs> and I would hide it. And nobody knew that I did that. And then one day when we were out at this bar, it was like in the evening, everyone was mingling. This beautiful girl just charges straight for me while I was sitting in my corner. And she goes, hey, you smoke? And I was like, um, nope. <laughs> She's like, I heard you do. I'm going for one. Do you want to come? I was like, okay. And then that was it. We, we were outside. We were outside maybe for like 40 minutes an hour the first time. And we just found out that we had so much in common, mm-hmm. like both single mummies, our story is very similar, our energy is just connected, and then since then we talk all day, every day. Haven't looked back. (laughs) (laughs) Continue to grow, blossom, and our friendship just continues to flourish, and Mm. as well as our children too, so Mm. it's a beautiful dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, because I know um, in terms, like generally speaking, like relationships, you know, friendships, like like the bond that you have aren't very common out in the in the real world, unfortunately. Uh, so I know that you guys have spoken uh, about, you know, quote-unquote sisterhood uh, or in that topic. Uh, would you like to, you know, tap into that or you know, speak about your, your own experience? So my when I got asked to speak on it recently, I actually hadn't ever thought about sisterhood mm-hmm. because growing up I was um, taught at a young age my coping mechanism with something that happened was to lead from my masculine. So I resonated more with men. Um, My friends growing up were a big group of guys and there's only maybe a handful of women that have actually been in my life since I was a kid. Um, So when I thought of sisterhood, it's funny, it's definitely the more that you open up in yourself, the more that the world will bring you opportunities. So at Mm. the point in time that I met Summer, I had been through a horrible breakup, through a relationship that turned toxic, and had done so much self-worth to build self-work to build my self-worth and build me up again that I was at a place where I was open to meeting new people, hence why I was at that conference, which yeah. usually I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So once you, um, I feel just in terms of sisterhood, you need to be ready in yourself. You need to be open in yourself, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the universe brings you amazing people in mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Which is pretty similar to, similar to my story as well I also grew up around boys I was predominantly a boy myself I like to identify as a tomboy I'm not like you know I love to get dressed up every now and then but at the core I'm pretty just throwing trackies and a hoodie and and out the door we go Um, so grew up around men Um, having females around was I guess more family uh, where the where the women were in my life um, yeah, and same thing. I also had just gone through a breakup. I was, that was my first trip ever alone. You know, I don't even know how old were we? 20 something. <laughs> 20 something and like terrified to even just cross to the next state, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. then I think it was that just being open, vulnerable. Yeah, and it just, I don't know, it just happened. And mm. yeah, I think the most beautiful things happen like that because it's spontaneous, you know. You're not expecting it. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think there's a lot of growing up in terms of sisterhood. My view on it is what you see in the movies mm. and what you see celebrities go through. And think of every single movie, you've got the caddy group. You've got the group that bitches and fights yeah. and picks on other people. Yeah. That's how women are portrayed in terms of sisterhood. So me growing up, um, I was sort of like the saviour. The girls that were getting picked on, I would say, oh, come hang out with me. And if their bully came up to them, I'd staunch them straight back. So I took on that sort of role. Um, but our relationship is so different from that. Like Summer and I both lead comfortably from masculine and feminine. 
Um, there's no expectation on how you turn up. There's no saving one another. If I'm in my shit, she doesn't need to save me. Mm-hmm. She'll just sit down with me and be like, what's up? Let's talk through it. So it's a, it's a totally different dynamic to have a relationship. Because even with you speaking on that, I was the same. I, but I chose to walk away from all female friendships because of that reason you know I did see the drama the bitchiness the cattiness all that kind of stuff how quickly you could turn on each other and Mm. talk behind badly behind each other's backs so I avoided that at all costs um so then even opening myself up to you or the business in general because the business that we're in at the time were predominantly females um that was challenging but then out of, I don't know, a thousand women, I found one. And like, <laughs> that's all I need. I'm content yeah. with that. Yeah. And I think it just, the whole thing of quality over quantity, mm. you know, the other thing Massive. too, yeah. when, when you grow up and you're in school, you think, oh, we need to be part of the big group. There needs to be so many girls. But really, if you have an actual connection with them, probably not. And if you actually, you know, go on that deeper level with just even one, probably not. Mm. They're probably just around. And I think it's... For us two, I am so satisfied and so content with Summer. And then, you know, outside of friendships, I've got my sister. And in terms of women, my sister, my mum, Summer, and then friends that I've known since I was younger, like, I'm content. Mm. So it's sort of like if you meet new people, there's not the pressure of, oh, we have to be best friends and we have to do this and we have to do that and this is how it has to look like. You're more open and relaxed to let them just be. Like, yeah, yeah, we can enjoy our time together now. Sure, we're going to be best friends tomorrow. Probably not, but that's okay. (laughs) That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, well, man, like I was saying, oh, excuse me, apologies. Um, yeah, like I was saying, yeah, I could just sense that there was such a deep connection between you two and not only through business, but just the amount of inner work that you've both done mm. together as well. Um, and yeah, almost walking the same path as well in terms of, you know, being a single mom and just mm. the journeys and the, the the adversity that you've had to had to go through is yeah, very relatable so mm. um that's amazing yeah thank you thank you for sharing that that's that's huge uh also in that i i did hear a lot about masculine and feminine energy if if um yeah if you both wanted to touch on uh what that is mm-hmm. and yeah how how you know how can one identify if they're mm. leading from one or the other okay. so there's there's many variants of the definition but quite simply my understanding is in the human form no matter if you're male or female you have the balance which is called your duality of masculine and feminine energy your masculine energy is your action or doing it's your giving and your feminine energy is your receiving caring nurturing Um, everybody has the balance of both and living in sort of an optimal sense of duality or an optimal way is making sure that both sides are healed and both sides Mm. are balanced. So if you think of a really typical masculine person, not just men, I was a very masculine person, they are very dominant, very protective, very powered, very action, action, goal-orientated, that sort of side. And if you think of a very, very feminine person, they're very calm, nurturing, caring, receiving, sits back and lets things just happen. So I think society put a lot of men have to be masculine and women have to be feminine. Um, So people get confused because you might have a woman that is, you know, very dominant, very power driven, very 
um, getting goals and things like that, and then they might not identify as being a woman because they're not feminine. Mm. Mm. Well, you even see it in you know everyday life if a woman comes forward and she is um, goal driven and you know she she's out there doing her thing. She's either labelled as a bitch or you know stubborn, all those types of things. But if a man was to do that, like all power yeah. to them. Yeah. And then vice versa, if a woman wants to be feminine, beautiful. She is elegant. She is soft, loving. If a male was to, you would question their sexuality mm. or maybe he's a little bit gay yeah. or, you know, so it's just, mm. it's funny how society has put that yeah. on us. Yet we all are a balance of masculine and feminine energy. Yeah. And there's definitely, there's the healed feminine or the, I hate the word healed because it never stops your mm. healing journey, but yeah, absolutely. there's the healed feminine and the wounded feminine, same with masculine. So that's where you can identify if you have, um, and you can do a Google search, there's heaps of cool pictures, but if you, for instance, as a man, if you are more wounded masculine, then you're going to be more toxic where you're controlling. Mm. So you're trying to control mm. the outcome rather than just you know letting things be that you're giving and letting whatever happens happen so if you're wounded masculine you're more toxic you're more controlling the outcome you're more trying to keep things close to you whether that's people sometimes you're trying to make sure that they're close to you they need you um and same with the wounded feminine you know there's mm -hmm. traits in there that everyone can identify with um but i think it's so important on anyone's journey to Take a look at both sides, both wounded and healed on both sides and see where you are and see what you can do to, you know, better yourself in that aspect because there's a lot of healing that happens in the feminine. Um, healing is feminine. So once you end up turning to that vulnerable state of not controlling the outcome where you are receiving what you're meant to receive from whoever you believe in, the universe, God, whoever it is, mm -hmm. but when you're open to receiving and you're open to being calm and nurturing and caring and loving on yourself, that's where healing happens. And I think it's a beautiful thing between our friendship because this is one thing that Estelle has taught me. Growing up, I was raised and surrounded predominantly by wounded masculine figures. Um, and I was a little petite feminine, operating for my feminine energy, um, which then growing up, I realized that I was actually leading from wounded feminine energy. Um, that's seeking validation, approval, you know, everything that's external begging you know you just you don't have that self-worth um and then meeting Estelle and going on our journey together because she has um, obviously said she's led from predominantly her masculine energy she, and watching her go on her journey and healing that um it's allowed me to see that side of the beautiful masculine energy rather than the toxic side. And then in an, it, she paves the pathway and enables me to then tap into my masculine. And mm. so that's what I'm now starting to do, which is speak my truth and stand up for mm. myself because when I was leading from my wounded feminine energy, I lost my voice. I didn't have a voice. Okay. I was silenced, told to shut up, sit down, you're too much, things like that. So you've taught me how to, mm -hmm. how to do that. Yeah. Thanks, Vic. <laughs> Man, so it's, the common theme is, yeah, your awareness. I mean, you two beautiful queens, your awareness is raised so high that you can even now look back into your past and be like, oh, wow, and connect the piece, mm. you know, connect the dots, put the pieces of puzzle, puzzle together and be like, oh, that's the way I was and that's the reason why that played out that way. Mm -hmm. and, and I guess for someone that is still seeking that awareness or 
you know, consciously trying to, um, you know, figure out why things are happening to them or, I mean, there's so many different reasons why, but in your own experience, what, what could you say to that person? So I'd say there's two things. The first thing is, is that sentence right there, seeking awareness. Seeking means you're looking for something external mm. and you're, you're looking, you're, meaning that you've already preconceived an outcome of what that looks mm. like and you're trying to find that. That can only lead to disappointment. Um, the other thing is I think the whole topic of what a spiritual journey is and what spiritual de- or self-development is. Um, if you look at the definition of being spiritual, it's just finding your soul, understanding mm-hmm. your soul. Mm-hmm. So if you think about from when you're a kid, you know, people feel like they're so lost away from something. But when you're a kid, children are the most soulful be- beings. They say what they like, say what they don't like. If something of curiosity yeah. catches their attention, they go to that. They're learning their soul. They're learning themselves. And what happens is along the way, you're going to get situations that are probably really hard and you're going to get put into environments that are going to shake you up. But still, you're not detached from your soul. You're still learning how your soul acts in those situations. What is the outcome or, you know, those sorts of things. So a spiritual journey isn't something of doing. It's just a way of being. Mm. It's just being open enough mm. for yourself to show itself and to find the answers within yourself that's what I, I feel mm. I think also a massive one especially that showed up in my stories be honest with yourself mm. like actually get real with yourself and then the answers they will just come maybe not straight away maybe not as quick as you want them to but you know just be open to receiving signs little messages you know even I don't know for me it's like having dreams you know the dream itself might be a little bit like oh what the hell was that but if you dig a little bit deeper you know you find those little those little Mm. hidden gems and i think it's that whole thing of leading curiously with love yeah always if you want to go on this journey or you're starting on this journey or you're confused find what sets your soul on fire and chase Mm. that do more of it we're here on this earth to have fun and it is almost like a game. It's a hard game, but it's to be, you know, fun and play. So play with it. What you think sets your soul on fire, you start leaning into that more curiously. You start doing that every day. Yeah. And you'll start to find your sense of being, who you are, mm. what you enjoy. Yeah, 100%. And I guess based on my own experience, like, and I relate 100% to you, uh, Summer, in terms of being honest with yourself and removing those masks and mm. then, you know, making space for 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 love and for new things and beauty and um i think yeah it all starts and we all know that it all starts with self you know mm. and and not looking externally so 100 mm. percent um resonate with, with everything that you both said so mm. yeah um i think it's so as well learning that your body speaks emotion mm. and your brain is the thing that does the thoughts mm. right so your body mm-hmm. only speaks present and it only speaks emotion As you go through this life and all the things that you've been through, we are built to survive. So you're built to create thoughts that are going to make you survive, Mm -hmm. right? That's in your head, not in your body. So in terms of masks, it's so common that once you've gone through something, your brain will then tell yourself, oh, actually, nah, that backfired. Not going to survive that situation next time. This is how we're going to act moving forward. So it's identifying where those masks actually came from. Mm -hmm. What made you put that on in the first place why did you think that it was a survival thing to wear them and only until you can identify something which is where the awareness comes from when you can identify maybe the time place or situation then you can begin to change it Mm. and then you can begin to see if it serves you moving forward or not 
It's yeah. all about unlearning. Yeah. To relearn. Yeah. Massively. Yeah. But I, I guess, yeah, with, without those without those difficulties or lessons, it's, yeah, you wouldn't have turned out to be the, the person you are. So, yeah, regardless of the, the, the difficulty, the adversity, the challenge, the obstacle, um, I think you always have to, yeah, be grateful for it because um, a lot of people, they fall into that victim mentality, mm. you know, instead of owning it and mm. just being like, okay, yeah, this, that's what happened. Uh, but, it's, yeah, it's made me into a better person. You know? mm, absolutely. So, um, yeah, and cool. Even with the spiritual journey, um, you know how people think, oh, it's all butterflies and numerology <laughs> and meditation and kumbaya. <laughs> um, but it is through the darkness mm. and those challenges that you find your light. Mm. So, yeah, you have, some, to, you have to go through it. Something that Summer and I both um, identify with and we both um, bond over, I guess, is... There's this new thing of, I don't know if it's new, but it's popular at the moment, of a light worker. You're mm. on a spiritual journey, you're a light worker. Summer and myself don't identify with light. We feel dark. We have mm. a lot of things that we've gone through. We have a lot of different aspects of ourselves that are very dark. And it's more so being comfortable with that, that knowing that through the darkness is where your light will shine. It's more so an outcome, not an intention of... I'm going to shine my light. It's more so you doing the work in the dark, you doing the work, you know, at home when you're by yourself, when nobody's looking, however that looks for you, and then your light will shine brighter. Naturally. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we were laughing, we were saying that also on this spiritual journey with the whole meditation thing, like you can find somebody that listens to screamo music and if they're so aligned with their soul or who they be, they know who that is, they could be so much more spiritual or, you know, further along their yeah. journey than somebody that does meditation and yoga and goes for naked bushwalks or whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Shadow work, uh, I assume that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, for the listeners, uh, I guess, yeah, shadow work is, is going to those dark places and, and facing that trauma. And I, for myself, and it was only brought to my awareness just recently that um, just the importance of mm. shadow work and mm. and facing those those you know moving through the emotion, feeling the emotion, because um, if you if you don't, you suppress it, and, and that's what a lot of people do, especially men. Like that was mm. me one once upon a time was suppress, suppress, suppress. Mm. Um, you know the same story oh okay mm. that's what that, that that worked for me back you know when that happened and suppress 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 and then mm. and then atomic bomb explosion when it all comes out <laughs> you can't um, hold it anymore yeah 100 yeah massively um, was there any i guess uh practical ways of yeah doing shadow work or is it that that you'd know of or so things that help me in terms of i don't think I don't think you can actively seek out to do shadow work. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be in a state of being where you are operating from that place of being open mm-hmm. and vulnerable and allowing it to come up. You can't force it to yeah. come up. Um, but things that have helped me is, think, you know, the common things like journaling. Um, if you don't like journaling, then you can do like a voice record or a video recording. Um, the other thing is doing mirror work, sitting in front of the mirror. So when you have a quiet moment, sit in front of the mirror and have a conversation with yourself. You know, how are you really feeling? Mm. How do we feel about this? And I think it's... That's my favorite one. Oh, it's so hard. I talk to myself all day, every day, (laughs) like a mad woman. For real. But it helps. Yeah. It really does. Because at the end of the day, 
you got you, mm. you know, and like mm. only you know what you're going through and how you're feeling. So who better to talk to than yourself? For real. Yeah. And I think it's just finding those moments. Put yourself first. Mm. If you make time for yourself, you're going to show up like just in the morning, whether it is getting up an hour before your kids or your family, before you start putting into anybody else, allow that time for yourself and do what it doesn't have to even just be, you know, meditation or anything. Make yourself a sacred cup of tea. You know, if you're mm -hmm. honoring yourself, pouring the tea and going, this is for me, I've made this for me, and you're there sipping it, enjoying it without interruption, that is giving back self-love and it's allowing yourself to be open and see what comes up and pouring in your cup and all of those. Wow. So there was a lot of nuggets in there for, for you listeners and, <laughs> and people watching. Um, yeah, this, the common theme, yeah, that, that we get on this on this podcast is the importance of self-love and, mm -hmm. and, you know, filling up your cup because you can't so you can't do it from an empty cup and that's what we see out in the world you know everyone's you know too busy being busy mm. and forgetting to look after you know themselves mm. so um no thank you for that so i'm actually going to try that a sacred cup of tea that sounds yeah, or sacred cup of coffee like it real. sounds make sounds your, nice make everything everything you do sacred. your day make it all yeah. sacred sacred piece of Some, cake something that i even tell the girls in the course that i do the six-week course is um when you're in the shower actually spend time not in a bad way but touching your body be still and actually have the intention of pouring into yourself. Touch your head. Say, thank you. I love you. Touch your shoulders. Thank you. I love you. Give yourself a hug. Mm. Spend time on yourself, giving yourself that self-touch mm. because we crave affection and we crave hugs from everybody else. When was the last time you hugged yourself? Mm. When was the last time you gave that to yourself first? And I think there's a whole society thing of you know, the busy person, almost like the superhero that's everywhere and everywhere and, oh, they're so amazing. But I'm sure people can reflect on their lives when they've had somebody that was so busy and you can see that they're operating from a place of empty, that when they spend time with you, they're not actually spending time with you. So even though they yeah. they think that they're, you know, giving to you and, oh, I'm going to sit down and talk to you. But well, really, they're physically present. Physically not present. But they're yeah. not there. Yeah. Like, so you, you think you're giving you're doing a good thing by giving to others before you give to yourself. But really the quality of the person of who you're showing up as is being of a disservice to them and a disservice to you. Mm. Ooh. Let that sink yeah. in for you <laughs> listeners. Speak, girl. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. huge. Um, yeah, a lot, of, uh, a lot of mic drops for myself too. So uh, let's talk about your journeys as single mums. Um, I was raised by my mother for a large portion of my life. Um, yeah, she was a single mom, and uh, yeah, God bless my stepdad who came in and, and took us took us children in as as his own. Like yeah, it's just just the love that I've got for him. Um, but yeah, I, I just know. Yeah, I've always had a, a special, um, I would say, place in my heart for single moms, especially because yeah, I just know that the 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 adversity that you've got to go through every day um just to yeah just to keep the your children happy and um and yourself happy as well so uh look there's no no specific question about it. i guess you know your if you what did you want to share on that topic you know your own um for me obviously you know when you find out that you're pregnant and you're going on this journey you don't Think that you're going to go at it alone mm -hmm. um but then obviously circumstances changes mm -hmm. and you do i think even though 
in the beginning I was partnered, but I still did what I had to do as a mum. So regardless of whether I was partnered or whether I'm labelled as single, I'm still doing what a mother mm. would do. Mm-hmm. Um, I necessarily don't look at myself as a single parent um, just because I've always had enormous amounts of support around me, especially by my parents. Um, so we have a saying, or it's a famous saying anyway, but you know, it takes a village to raise a child, which is what we believe. You know, Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it on my own. Um, and I haven't done it on my own. I've never actually been on my own and experienced motherhood as a single parent. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my take, but Mm -hmm. I think the the single mother, because we've even discussed this in terms of do you identify as a single mother? Mm. Because if you were to look at, similar to some, if you were to look at me when I was with my daughter's dad and me now, I'm still the same mother. Mm. So in terms of mothering, how I show up for my daughter, the things that I did for her and do for her, it's still the same that I was in there. So the only difference is that at nighttime when she goes to sleep, I'm by myself. You don't have Mm. somebody there. Um, I think it's also a beautiful, single mothers, every mother has a beautiful bond with their child, but single mothers don't have a buffer. Mm. You don't have somebody to hide behind. So for instance, with me and my daughter, she sees me in my shit because I don't have somebody to say, oh, babe, can you just take over for a minute? I just need a break. No, she gets everything. And I think that the experience that we both do with our children, that our children are becoming so aware, like they're mm. all three of them are amazing, but is because we don't hide, we just explain. Mm. So if I'm with her and I'm having a moment or whatever it is, I'll explain to her I'm having a moment because of this and this is what I'm going to do to help myself. Sometimes she'll sit and join me. Like if I want a moment to go and sit and take deep breaths, then she'll go, okay, and just plonk herself next to me and watch <laughs> what I do and do it. Like... And then it encourages... But in, like, admiration. Like, yeah. she will, like, look at her like, wow. I want to like, do that too. <laughs> but now... But by doing that, because we don't have the buffer, we're actually giving them tools to cope with their yeah. little lives. So yes. I know both of our children scream into pillows when they're angry. Mm-hmm. We, you know, if you need a minute and you want to get it out, go scream into your pillow. Go punch your bed. Go, you know, have a moment to yourself that that's fine. Um... But yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a beautiful process. I think that the bond with single mothers and children are extremely strong, mm. very mm-hmm. strong, because it's just you two. It's like, I always explain to my daughter that we're a team. So if we don't get along in the house or something's not working, I would say, Mia, are you on my team? I can't do it by myself. Are you on my team? And she'd be like, okay, all right, let's go. <laughs> I like that one. I'm going to use that one. Yeah. yeah, and they've all started, I think it's something that you and Mia started, um, calling like a reset. Mm. You know, if you're all oh, feeling right. a bit overwhelmed or there's a bit chaos or you're not getting on, if like one of you are looking a little bit, I don't know, flustered, it's just like pause, reset, yeah. start your day again, start this conversation over again, yeah. restart. Because we definitely, it, that came from a lesson of Mia would say, you know, I've had a bad day. And mm. so it, was, it a, was it a bad day? Because she'd tell me something good that happened, but then she'd tell me something sad. I'm like, was it a bad day or a bad moment? I had a bad moment. Okay, all right, but the day was good. And then um, that then turned into in the morning, if we wake up, as women do, little women too, you wake up on the wrong side of the bed sometimes, and we start, um, she hates rushing. So if we start rushing and start in this fluster, um, she'd get very overwhelmed and go to school overwhelmed. So at any point in time, she can choose to do a reset which means we go back into our bedrooms 
open the door again and start again. Good morning, good morning, you okay? Yep, okay, let's go again. Or even the um, feeling pause. If Mia's feeling very overwhelmed, um, she was going through a stage where she would retreat and be quiet and not know how to talk about it. Um, so I said to her that at any point in time she can call a feeling pause where I stop, um, give her my full attention as long as it takes and see what comes up. Mm. And we've even done it driving once. She's had a you know, moment called a feeling pause. We've pulled over the side of the road, had a discussion. We're good. Okay, hug it out. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's so... Uh, I love the tools that you're, you know, like just how to deal with, um, you know, kids that don't know how to control their, or, you know, younger kids generally don't know how to control their emotions as well as we do. Mm. Sometimes we don't. Um, but no, it's, it's, yeah, thanks. I've got, I've got a few extra tools. Yeah. You know, I think my it's tool belt. You, have, you have no choice but to play both roles. Yeah. For real. So you have to find that balance between being motherly and friendly and mm. loving, but then... Mm-hmm. I guess what a father, the masculine energy yeah. would bring in is yeah. that the rules, the discipline, yeah. the, you know, doing and yeah, yeah. the boundaries and things like that. So it's fine. Yeah. It's definitely a constant balance. And one, I'm sorry for yeah. my thing before I lose my train yeah. of thought, because I have two children who are mm. completely different. It's then another layer on top of that, you know, meeting yeah, them where they are. And they're both, obviously, my son, Caden, is nine and my youngest son, Corbin, is five. So the age different also. But um, that's a challenge in its own. But it's yeah. like a, it's a beautiful one. But mm. you do so well with them. Summer, you, she does breathwork with her kids. She does the daily affirmations. Mm. Um, she's probably inspired the affirmation cards. And um, she definitely knows how to meet them at their level. So if you watch the dynamic between Summer and her boys, and if it's the older one, you know, she'll give him a minute or let him mm. be on his own to process. Whether if it's the younger one, she's there ready, giving him a hug and giving him that attention not to do it by himself. Mm. So Summer being able to navigate two very different personalities and meet them where they're at is such a beautiful process to see. Mm. And they're completely opposite. One's like, not affection, don't touch me, don't comfort me, let me be on my own, I'll go and kick and scream in the room and into a pillow. And then the other one's all suki la la, mummy, I want to cuddle. So it's like, and then sometimes I want to like swap, I'm like, but I just want to cuddle my big babe. And he's like, nah. <laughs> what I love hearing is the, the work that you both have, you know, been doing and and now you're instilling that into your own children and one cultivating a beautiful relationship with them, but now raising them to be strong, independent adults or young adults. Mm. Uh, And I think that's the ultimate goal of, I mean, that's one of the, I would say one of the benefits of, of, you know, finding self and putting self first is, yeah, you you do start showing up the best for everyone else and, Mm. and, and they start shining just as much as you are. So, um, big, like, yeah, big shout out to you guys and, you know, huge credit. Like that's, that's amazing. And that's, um, that's something that I would say, you know, all parents strive to do is, is one to break, break those cycles and, you know, uh, heal trauma, heal their own trauma Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, at the same time as, you know, uplift their, their, their children. So mm. inspiring, inspiring. I think there's yeah. so much power when you realize that in terms of your awareness or when you go on a journey to identify the things that, you know, maybe the things that you want to adjust or you want to do better at, where you realize and accept that as an adult, you have the accountability of choice. 
Mm. No matter what, yeah. no matter what you've been through. Yes. So even if people have done wrong by you in that moment, that moment they're accountable. But every single day that you have chosen not to heal or not to revisit or not to better yourself from it is on you. Mm. Nobody else. Yeah. So once you realize the power of choice that you have, that you can literally create and cultivate the person that you want to be every single day, no matter what that looks like, then you start to realize that you know generational trauma that's been passed down or the ways that our parents maybe have done things to us that we wouldn't agree with, you have the choice to change that for your kids yeah. mm-hmm. and give them a leg up in life. Awareness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No excuses when you have the awareness, 100%. No. But um, through that, even the awareness, you know, I, well, I speak for myself, but I've been disconnected from my children. You know, mm. there's times mm. where I haven't been a great mum or a loving mum and things like that, but it's through yeah. that, you know, through the ugly times that you also yeah. learn and makes you kind of like opened your eyes to that's not who you want to be and mm. how you want to be. Mm. But it's only because you're aware that you can that you caught that. Yeah. Now. Mm. Now. Maybe not once upon a time. Yeah. And we're not robots. Like, we're not going to get it right 100% of the time. And we're only human. And life would be so shit if we were perfect, you know. We would never have any challenges, no no problems, but life would be so fucking boring if we didn't. But it's even that whole perspective of what is perfect. You know, if you look at on this earth, Every single person is completely different from somebody else. There's Mm. no two people alike, even twins, right? Mm. So what's perfection? How can you make one perfect when everybody is different? Everybody is here for a different purpose. Everybody has different. So I think the the striving for perfect is unattainable because perfect doesn't exist. Such a subjective thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I think that's the awareness of journey of self is accepting yourself in your shit mm. and just striving to be better the next day. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And, mm. and that's a common misconception is when you are doing the inner work that you are perfect, but mm. in actual fact... What is perfect? Yeah. What is perfect in your life? Yeah, then you start poking holes at yourself like because of the awareness and then it's like a bloody cycle. <laughs> it's just like keeps going around and around and around and yeah. Yeah. But um, I think that's when we just have to remember why we're doing the work and mm. uh, and then that just um you know stops that cycle so yeah cool i want to touch in, uh, on your businesses and i know you guys have something special coming up or i mean you don't have to announce it here but um yeah we want exclusive oh, exclusive <laughs> yeah empowered empowered podcast exclusive. <laughs> uh oh you you're coming with the asmr no, six week course now secret asmr <laughs> the crunch i can do anything else i can't do um yeah so the business so i have um she i am so she i am came to me as a download are you are you aware of downloads do you want to go into it so yeah i might be but might be different terminology yeah so go for it Okay, so downloads is like, uh, for me, is once you, in, in terms of your own being, you only have a certain capacity to how much you can hold, right? Mm-hmm. So once you start clearing things that are old and no longer serve you, you leave yourself open for where you're meant to go oh, in yeah. the future. Yeah. So when I started doing all my, my work and clearing some really heavy things that I've been holding on for a long time, I had this one day where I was just sitting there and I had this vision and 
clear as day as if I was watching a TV about um, this six-week course. It started as that. So I wrote it out and then just left it there. I didn't know what to do with it. And slowly but surely, um, for me, that fleshed out into doing a six-week course, which is to heal and release the divine feminine energy, um, which goes through different layers of um, shit that you can be carrying so that you free mm. yourself from it. Um, so my business has that um, and then went into going to mind, body and soul healing for women. So we've got the body coming out. That's going to be a six week course called Heal. Um, and that is about holistic health. So going back to mm. our roots of natural eating, um, all of those sorts of things of how to heal the physical body. Um, and then I do one-on-one intuitive coaching, which is we do, I tap into your energy, do a card pull, and then we'll go as deep as you allow me in the call and I'll be stuck with you for a week to improve something in you for a week. Yeah. Um, and then we have intuitive collective, but we'll explain that after your business. <laughs> um, so mine was quite similar. Also had what you call a download, vision, message, whatever you like to label it as. Um, and that came after I had just lost my job um, during COVID. And I have, ever since I could work, always worked in line of work that like customer service, you know, being there for other people. And I just, I want to be of service to other people. That's something that is um, on my heart and I love to do. But the line of work that I was in was just never rewarding. And I realized going on this spiritual journey that it's something that I'm extremely passionate about and sets my heart on fire and lights my soul. And I was just like, let's do it. Let's open up a crystal store. They've helped my journey along this way. I'm sure that it could help so many other people as well. So this year I opened up my own online crystal store. And then from that, um, working with my children, doing positive affirmations and things like that, we then came up together with a deck. So you go through the alphabet and it's nurturing nature at the same time, you know, how you feel, Mm. what emotions you feel in nature, how they calm you, you know, for example, like walking barefoot on the ground, that's out in nature, you know, on grass or whatever it may be, that's grounding. And then I worked with my kids and their emotions as well as, you know, Estelle and her daughter and we came up with a, a deck and I just released that. Um, yeah, other than that, wow, it's just, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just setting an example. I don't know, mm. just doing what I do with them daily and just putting that out there, just sharing it. Mm. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And I think that that was the most amazing thing about our businesses is that once you realize the things that you are passionate about, you realize the things that you have, are skilled in. So for mm. me, for the course, I work as a learning designer. And for Summer, in terms of her knowledge of crystals and how they help, that's been in her since she was a kid. Um, so once you realize your passion and your skill and how to be of service to others and you mix them together, then you can create a powerful, fulfilling business. Mm. Um, we then have our new venture, which is called the Intuitive Collective. Um, so that came about as... I was just thinking that there's no, not really many spaces that are like an umbrella. It's like a hub yeah. where you can go and get, um, you know, so many different resources and so many different people and knowledgeable, you know, things in the one space. So the Intuitive Collective is a umbrella for like-minded individuals. So we've got She I Am is part of Intuitive Collective. Mm-hmm. Mother of Sons is part of Intuitive Collective. Um, and the dream of that 
eventually is to have we've designed it up we talk about it way too much is to have like a whole factory warehouse with different wow. spaces yeah. so to have like mother of sons crystal shop to have like you know health food shops a cafe um to have a studio space for yoga breath works meditation things like that yeah it's um, just like one massive studio one-stop shop where you can oh. just be yeah. But that's the goal. So, so far what we have been doing is that joint endeavor is um, we hold breathwork sessions. So we've done a couple of breathwork sessions. We've done a couple of um, morning meditation and breathwork. Um, so that will be like once a month. And then um, our podcast. Yeah. It's not as professional as this, guys. <laughs> Don't expect Hey, this any. is the most unprofessional <laughs> podcast ever. This <laughs> is professional. How's this like? And like camera on a little selfie stand with the light, like $30 from eBay. That's, that's uh, it was more of, um, because we talk 24 yeah. seven and, um, you know, no topic or anything is off limits. We go no. deep, mm. we go light, we do what we do it all. And it was that our podcast idea was just to bring our FaceTime chats to life yeah. really. And it's just tapping into our own minds and just yeah. putting it out there. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is like, when we all get together, whether it's, you know, us three or people that we know, you know, in our, in our circle of friends, mm. we always speak like this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we always have these DNMs or if you want to call them DNMs or I don't know, spiritual and meaningful, like um, <laughs> we always, we always talk this way. But yeah. the fact is, there's a lot of people out there that are, that, that are hurting or, or just need to hear yeah. the conversations. You know, I just wish that there were a lot of people that I knew that were just flies on the wall. Yeah. You know, when, they, when, when we're speaking. Yeah. Um, because I just know that you know it, it can help a lot of other a lot of people. So mm. for you to, um, you know, to bring your, you know, collective businesses together, and it's almost like a, yeah, like a, a, a an awesome place for you know spiritual adults to go to. Mm. You know, it's like a yeah. I just think that's amazing. So, um, when do you expect to? When's what's the goal? You're gonna commit. Well, <laughs> so December the 21st, we're manifesting. Yeah, December nice. 20. Have you oh, heard of December yeah. 21st? Let, yeah. Hey, drop that in there. What, okay, what's so significant about My December 21st? So December 21st, I'm no expert in this, but yeah. from what I've looked it up, so December 21st is um, everybody talks about the collective awakening of Earth, basically. Mm. People having that level of awareness or being curious and not... Um, continuing to be sheep and just do what you do because you've been told, but to ask questions. Mm. Um, so December 21st is meant to be a very high vibrational energetic day where the vibrations of the earth is lifted. So mm. that could mean people can you know, go deeper than what they've been. Mm. They can go higher than what they've been. Um, what we've found in our circles is coming up to December 21st, we've all been going through a lot of shit. So a lot of things that you've tried to like maybe hide or not work through is all coming up so the last maybe two weeks have been fun with that um but december 21st is also a huge day for manifestation so in terms of this vibrations i think something to do with the stars or the planets or whatever it's the first time I think it's in, like open for interpretation really it's, it's like the first time in 200 years that this thing is happening okay. and it's a significant day in terms of manifestations um once every 20 years mm. that you know 
the stars are right for you to mm-hmm. <laughs> manifest what you want. Okay, so 20, 21st of 21st December, you'll be manifesting the fuck out of this. We've booked in our healer. We're going to see our healer. <laughs> it was actually, yeah, a, a mutual yeah. lady that we see, if you want to call her a healer. Yeah. Um, she actually spoke this day into us and said it was an important one and to, to jump on board with it. But for anyone that is wanting to manifest, I think uh, something important that you journal about it or however you want to go about it, but to write what you want and then how that will make you feel, mm. even in your current situation, how you feel about it or how that will make you feel when you have obtained that, mm. whatever, mm. if it's your career, your relationship, whatever it may be. Yeah. The how, however, is up to the universe. Yeah. However, that comes into play, that's out of your control. Mm. Yeah, but the what, even in the feeling, because in, in, you know, even if we're going backwards and talking about shadow work and all that sort of stuff, but in this earth, like attracts like. So if you've got things that you're not working on and you're carrying and it's in your subconscious, you're going to keep reliving that situation. Um, Just as much as, just as much as if you, um, you know, want to have whatever it may be, a house or the job or the family or whatever it may look like to actually embody that feeling because it's not a thing of manifestation isn't all when it comes, you'll feel that way. It's about embodying the feeling first, starting from today, mm. and then like will attract like. Yeah. That stuff will then come. Um, but yeah. Wow. Yeah, I can. I've been reading into a lot of, um, yeah, in terms of uh, the concept of vibrations and just if you're in a higher vibrational, I would say, I don't know how to explain it. I'm pretty shit at explaining things, but um, just being in a higher vibrational state, given that everything is connected molecularly mm. um if you are of a high vibrational state you will attract mm-hmm. high vibrational things or mm-hmm. people um yeah so yeah that, that's it speaks volumes to me and um most definitely december 21st you heard it here first everyone <laughs> um oh, awesome okay um what's uh what's what's like a lesson that um oh actually Biggest lesson of 2020 uh, for, for you both, would you say? Or... I think for me, oh, there's, there's so, so many. many. <laughs> there's so many. I think, I think um, the two is, first of all, to stop. And stop. Pause. Pause. Yep. Yeah, massively. I'm mm-hmm. someone that runs a million miles an hour all the time doing work and businesses and single mummy and all that sort of stuff um so this year was a really good awakening to stop and to find your balance again um and i think the next one is to always put yourself first Mm. no matter what you're going through like Mm. you do need to wake up in the morning and selfishly put yourself first um so that you can be there for loved ones um especially Mm. collectively in a time of like a pandemic um yeah wow a pandemic, yeah. depending on how you want to think about it. That's for another podcast. <laughs> That's for another episode. Uh, watch the space. I've got some. Um, I've got some people coming to talk about that. Um, oh, but like, yeah, I think for myself, uh, yes, having a pause. Hence, I, I took like a um, a bit of a hiatus from June to I'd say yeah December on this podcast because. Um, being a generator myself, just having to always be productive, always having mm. to do things. Um, man, if you see me at home, mate, like I'm just always up, like trying to do something. I'm like vacuuming or like doing something. <laughs> yeah. um, my wife's just like, "Stop, man! What are you doing? Like, 
just stop. And um, if you stop, you start twitching. <laughs> yeah. And for me to really, uh, yeah, stop, take a pause, um, and really drop into my feminine and just like let things be, mm. let things flow. Mm-hmm. It was really uncomfortable for me, but it actually like the realizations that popped up for me that there's so much beauty in just letting things be. And mm-hmm. it just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, you know, I have my kids there and when I allow things to flow, I'm just focused on the present. Um, mm. There's something me, I, I, I discussed on, on another podcast, but um, when you're continuously like doing things, you're always focused on what's, what's to come yeah, or like what's next, yeah, what's, next yeah. what's the next thing. Mm. And it's almost like uh, uh, you're living through the term of like lack, like mm-hmm. like you're, you're always wanting something. Like a state of deprivation. Yeah, like yeah, 100%. Mm. And so for myself, I was just like, wow, okay, all right. So now I've got a better balance and and yeah, there's there's no pressure for me to do these podcasts mm. or, or, you know, business or work or whatever. Um, yeah, I've I've got a better understanding of my own flow and my own mm. balance and, and what I need. At the same time as putting myself first, which is a, is a non-negotiable. But um, yeah, I guess just letting things be was mm-hmm. a very hard thing for me. So yeah, massive lesson in 2020. And in that, you find what you actually want to do. You know, so yeah. like in being still, it's mm. like, oh, actually, like yeah, I'd love to do another podcast. Yeah. And then you know, plan it. Mm. Yeah, like you have the freedom then to do what you mm. want to do. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I like that. I think my lessons this year is to be gentle and patient mm. with yourself. Because especially diving deep, you know, it's yeah. like where does it end? The layers continue to go and then um, trying to pull yourself back out of that. Um, I know for my own experience, I can get lost in it um, and can find myself, you know, in deep and dark thoughts. So I think it's just being gentle and patient with, with yourself. And another one that, um, I got out of doing Estelle's I Am She course was even though I have forgiven people of my past, um, and they're still into my, it's still in my life to this day. It's now learning to accept them for who they are now Mm. and not who Mm. they were. Because also mm. when I look at myself, I am not who I used to be. Mm. So I have to accept myself now too. So I think that was a massive one is even though you forgive and you never truly forget, but it's just having that acceptance of who they are today. Mm. That's a massive mm. one for me. And I think that definitely would come from being still and allowing things to flow. Yeah. Because when you're not having the expectation of an outcome mm. and you're allowing yourself just to sit back, then you're giving permission for others to do the same. And it, what you don't have in yourself, you can't give to others, right? So if you're allowing yourself to, be, to just be, you're allowing yourself to flow, you're allowing yourself to be present, then when you have somebody in your life that maybe they got on your nerves or... <laughs> It wasn't always the best relationship. Yeah. You can take off goggles of yeah. who they used to be or who you used to be and, you know, chasing that dream and you can just sit and accept them for who they are and who they be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to touch on the topic of dimming of your own light to make others comfortable. Because mm. <laughs> I know, like, oh, look. I'm guilty. Yeah, we're we're all guilty of of it. Um, 
yeah so if, yeah in your own words just explain what that is and, and i guess your own experiences with it so for me dimming your own light to make other people feel comfortable for me it comes from self-worth um i think that when we've been conditioned to believe that self-worth is of limit that there is only a certain amount of self-worth to go around and if i take some then i'm robbing her from taking some and i think that that then comes with your light that when you're thinking of a group of people you don't want to stand up and be loud because then you're taking away from somebody else or you know yeah. you do you want to dim yourself down so that okay you can have the turn of this limited light it's your turn now yeah. you you go up so i think it's getting rid of dimming your light when you become confident and understanding of your self-worth that it's something that's anointed in you at birth from being only you mm. um, I think that when you start to realize that there is no limit in terms of light or taking up space and that when you do so when you do step into your full power you give permission for others to do the same you're actually yeah. being of a service to others um, but for me that came from self-worth yeah which I think is something and that was beautifully said I think it's that's a journey in itself mm. like you know for me especially I'm so guilty of that do it every day <laughs> probably multiple times a day mm. but I think that also stems from you know being told certain things as mm. a child and then you carrying those insecurities into adulthood and then it's the unlearning of all of that and then yeah having mm. the growing that confidence within yourself to know your truth and embody that and just be you yeah i don't think i've ever truly worn a mask per se but i definitely do dim my light i don't show up as anybody else i just i guess pick a, a different side of mm. me to show instead mm. Mm. let's let that marinate i'm letting that marinate with myself because yeah like yeah like you said we're all guilty of it um and I, I, for me especially, uh, I think it's it's such a a cultural thing for me. I would say mm. um, to always quote unquote be humble. You know, yeah. allow that person to go before you. Yeah. Um, don't speak up. Don't you know? Don't don't put your hand up. Just just you know, drop into the background quietly and and just exist. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I do feel that a lot of the people that I know uh, they. There's so many missed opportunities, but then when I, I want it, I want it for them more than they want it for themselves. Mm. Uh, but it's only because of, you know, the work and putting myself first and having the awareness that I'm able to catch that now. Mm, yeah. um, but it's just, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. That's probably a problem of mine that I need to sit with is just wanting, wanting that, wanting it for people more than they want it for themselves. Yeah. And I guess so, it's, it's like it's nice to see potential in others and believe in others. Yeah. But yeah, like if they don't want it, yeah, they don't want it. You can you only control what you work. can control. Yeah. yeah, and you can't do the work for them. Mm. So mm. yeah, but it's unfortunate when you see things like that. Yeah, and I'm sure people see that about all of us too. You know, I'm sure I've missed plenty of opportunities. Oh. <laughs> but then you think, but then you think about it, like if there are no mistakes, yeah, are yeah. they really missed opportunities? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I'm a firm yeah. believer that um, what will be will be. Mm. Yeah, like it has already been, like almost it, it's always it's already been written. Like your challenges, everything that you've gone through, has happened for a reason. Mm. And so I think there's beauty in that. So, one hundred percent. 
Is there anything else you wanted to touch on? Anything at all? One, one thing that I would love to bring up for people that have just started on this journey or feel intimidated to start on this journey is to find your truth, find what's true to you and to not get caught up in spiritual egos. Mm. That's something that can be very deflecting for somebody who is trying to seek help. Um, spiritual ego spiritual egos is like um, you have this awareness but then you still bring your shit into the awareness and you almost know how to manipulate or to um, you kind of go oh I know this I'm a bit better than you let me help you or you get Mm. an ego because of the spiritual work whereas you're not just being in your truth and allowing others to be so I think that that can be very off-putting yeah. to other people. So to be aware of that on this journey, there is a lot of people that operate. Oh, it's a thing. You oh. treat it like it's like a, it's like another popularity thing or like it's another. A, it's, yeah, like, like another it's a high trend. school. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. It becomes it becomes their ego. They're better than because of this, mm. or they know a lot of yeah. this, or abuse of power, or whatever that may look like. Yeah, it all comes back to intention. Mm. Yeah, so I guess if you, if your intent as a good intention then expect a good result but if you're yeah. you're there with a you know obviously a, a false intent or you know something that's yeah. not good then you're not yeah. going to get the outcome that you that you desire so yeah 100% no I agree with that and yeah you are right some of the yeah well it's there's some people the out there spiritual journey yeah. like it's one of vulnerability yeah. so you know imagine someone's opening up and being vulnerable mm. and then they're met with someone who's got a spiritual ego trying to manipulate that mm. or I don't know, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Yes. yeah, especially if you're out there labeling yourself as a light worker or a, I don't know, a, a healer, a medium, whatever yeah. you want to mm-hmm. call them, you know, you have some level of responsibility mm-hmm. to what you're speaking into these people. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't know where these people are on their journey. Some people mm. might be literally on their last leg. Like they might be ready on their way out the door. Suicide this year is fucking massive. Mm. Like this work, you have to tread lightly. Mm -hmm. You have to be careful. Mm -hmm. Even with people reading um, tarot cards, for example, you know, I've had a few experiences. If you don't know what you're doing, practice on yourself first. Practice on your close ones and yourself Mm. first Mm. before you go out there giving, I don't know, messages or information. Yeah, very sensitive Mm -hmm. advice. So yeah. that yeah, that's yeah. a massive one. So just be careful. Don't don't just assume that because something's labelled as spiritual, that it's safe, because yeah. it isn't always safe. You have to use your discernment. You have to find your truth. And yeah, mm. I think that's important. Okay, yeah, authenticity. And mm. Make sure that person is uh, coming with the right intention. And yeah. yeah, okay, awesome. Is there anything else you? Anything else you no, want to drop I think in there? We've I think we're good. All good. Okay, where can we find you on socials, uh, websites? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to put all the links in, in the description, but yeah, if you'd like to tell those that might be listening in the car or... Because I remember mine. Oh, I think my, my Instagram is i.m.she.11. <laughs> yeah, and then we've got intuitivecollective.club. Yes, we do. And then Mother of Sons is just Mother of Sons um, underscore. Okay. But I also have a website which is www.motherofsons.com.au. 
Okay, fantastic. I think I need to rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when, when this podcast started, I had no idea. I just started and thought about that later. So, um, What's the name? It'll evolve as you yeah. do. What's yeah. in the name? Yes, yeah, exactly right. But um, thank you very, very much, Summer and Estelle, for coming on to this podcast. Thank, thank you. you for having us. That yeah. was fun. I know it's fun. it's not easy, but you guys made it look like a breeze. Like there's a lot of people that were like ventilating. <laughs> I was like holding my crystal. I was like, well, my palm is sweating. <laughs> we're, nearly, we're nearly like you've broken our crystals in our hands, but we look calm. That's fun. Yeah. Thank you very much. Really appreciate you. And hey, you guys are always welcome to, you know, come back on. Um, yeah, we'd love to have you back on the podcast whenever you feel called to so thank you very much thank you for having us it was a pleasure my pleasure yeah all right thank you it's a wrap (laughs) thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the podcast if you listen this far man i really 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 appreciate you um don't forget to like subscribe share uh, show some love on the instagram page and if you feel called to leave a five-star rating on the podcast platform that you're listening on um All the links to Estelle and Summer's uh, business pages are in the description of these podcasts, um, of the podcast, whatever platform that you're on. So yeah, go ahead, do me a favor, go and show some love and support, support their small businesses. So um, much appreciated, much love to you. Thank you very much for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Peace.